lesbians really do the bumping donuts thing? Yes. They do? Yes, they do. <laughs> you answer that, that very quick. quickly. Um, well, I had a discussion with some lady friends. I have only one question. What is it? But about scissoring and whether or not oh, women actually scissor. And I said, yes, they do. They were like, how do you know? And I'm like, I've seen many films on this subject. <laughs> well, but what those are like, what, like, well, just like what films on like the Pornhub and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Where else would I see scissoring? <laughs> <laughs> on the street? <laughs> we should be recording this. Guilty Pleasures! It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Dark Food! I've recorded a podcast uh, back in the Dominion uh, before. Uh, this is a new podcast. It's 2014. Uh, the old one is called, called Corktown Radio, but this is the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Now, every week, the three of us are going to come in. Possibly, we'll get guests soon. We'll just figure out. We'll Ooh. figure out all the, uh, the all the. Nice. We'll work out all the the glitches. Is that what you could call them? I don't see one. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the. Um, uh, so we'll get all that shit figured out, uh, and then maybe we'll start getting guests in. But all three of us, uh, Sean, Scott, and myself, will bring in three sort of uh, uh, oddball guilty pleasures that uh, that you know we're we're still uh, happy that we like them. We yeah. might not always brag that we do in, in public. So these are basically the three of us have chosen three. 1980s comedies. Yes, movies. Today's 80s comedies. Yes. And what are your three comedies? Dave. Well, actually, here, can we first talk about what about a, what a, a guilty pleasure is? Sure, let's sure. talk about it. Okay, yeah. Webster's describes it as, no, it's uh, something that you uh, you enjoy that you maybe uh, feel guilty about watching or liking. Something that's the not maybe popular, but you can't you have, can't help yourself. Like honey, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. or uh, Gilligan's Island or something that uh, people kind of frown upon, but yeah. you secretly you enjoy. Or Nickelback. Well, I don't enjoy Nickelback. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's what you but, say now, but in the car, it's all. Why don't people like Nickelback? Why I don't really, I don't really get that. Um, I don't like. I don't think I like that particular I mean, kind it... of music. Okay. And well, if you don't like that genre, that's you know what? It, it's not the genre. Like... It's sort of like hasn't this already been done? Didn't Nirvana do this already? You know, like uh... are they just so corporate and so slick? I guess. Is that what people just popular, don't like? About people them? start hating you anyway. I mean, they're still making millions of dollars. Uh, I'm so glad that sound disappeared. Thank but there can't, it can't be their popularity that people hate, is it? Yeah, part well, I think of it's part right. of the okay. The fact that they're very generic and yeah. that it almost looks like they were created by like a marketing company more than anything. That's probably what it is. People get yeah. cynical. People hate Justin Bieber right now because they can just see it's all marketing. That's what I think. He's well, just he's too real, a, man. He's just a he's a. He's a government distraction. He creates false flags. <laughs> oh, here we go. While government fucking... Uh -oh. Where's the tangent triangle? Tangent um, triangle. So, Dave, you chose three movies this week. What right. are they? Uh, the three movies that I chose are the Canadian classic Screwballs. Never heard of it. Uh, it's, well, Peter Callahan's in it. It's and, sort, of, uh, sort of like most Canadian classics. Yeah. No one's ever heard well, of them. This is why we're doing this. Sometimes you, <laughs> you try to hold the microphone as if I... The, yeah, like that. Okay. It's hard to find before. Hmm? I sounded fine before. I know, but I don't want to get too loud. Just in case, though, it doesn't go in and out. Okay. If um, in and out. In and out. And private school for girls is one of my other ones. 
which and then also the movie Wacko, which is uh, not the Fairley Brothers, the Zucker Brothers, the Zucker Brothers, yeah, yeah the airplane movies, the Naked Gun. Just shit going on in the background all the time. Right. Those are deep. I haven't heard any of those ones. Those are. Uh... And actually, you haven't heard back you went to girls? that. Oh, okay, that one. I've well, that one I've, I dated for a while. That one. <laughs> Speaking of which, Scott, yes. you have a Zucker Brothers on your list. So why don't you? Uh... I do have a Zucker Brothers on my list. <clears throat> why don't you tell us what your three films are? Well, one is uh, Top Secret, of course, the Val Kilmer. Uh... Hilarious movie that is a guilty pleasure. A Zucker, a Zucker Brothers film. Yes, yes. And also I have on my list a Bachelor Party, which is a Tom Hanks, who I think a few people might know. But also has the amazingly talented Adrian's Med. Okay, yeah, and what's your third? And the third one is... <laughs> Let's not get into Sorry, it. Sean, Sean's got, about the films Sean's yet. got a bus to catch. Uh, it's UHF, uh, Weirdo Yankovic, uh, 89. Okay. Done. Sean, what's your list? Uh, Sean? <laughs> Sheesh. Okay, my, my list uh, is... Uh, Private school for girls. It turns out, oh. out of all the '80s comedies that Dave and I could have chosen from, we both chose. We chose how much movie. we talk between. So the, you can see the, show. the influence of private school for girls is, yes. is uh, widespread. Number two uh, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, another nice. Phoebe Cates yes. film because my subject was Phoebe Cates. There will be a Phoebe Cates song I wrote on later. Oh, and number three, uh, just to round out <laughs> the Phoebe Cates uh, storyline is Drop Dead Fred, one okay. of her final films of her career. Yes. So. What, what, uh, Who else was in that? Rick, was it one of the guys from a uh, um, British actor, Rick? Uh, Rick Mayle. Yes. Okay. Yes. From, yeah. yeah. With and no I, and I was going to say Rick Moranis for every, even if you told me it was wrong, it'd be. You think every Rick, Rick is a Moranis? Rick Moranis? Okay, so. Moranis? Uh, okay. I say. He's hot. No. So, uh, why, <laughs> just to be the guy that gets us back on track, can I read? Uh, yeah, he was the, back on track. Can I read the the back of the uh, uh, the, the Wacko VCR tape? Sure. Put together the most memorable scenes from Grease, The Exorcist, <laughs> Alien, Saturday Night Fever, and Doctor Strangelove. Add a cast of voluptuous nymphettes. Yes. Toss in tough guys, uh. and add the mystery element. A wild Halloween pumpkin lawnmower murderer, and you've got it! The perfect recipe for Wacko. The most inane, insane comedy send-up ever filmed! I'm going to mean like the shit out of that one. So tell well, us about Wacko. How could you go wrong? Well, I mean, how often have you been in the kitchen? It's like, I wish I had a, rep- a recipe for Wacko. Yeah. And then and someone makes this movie. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it just it's takes... It's like, uh, well, it wasn't Scary Movie all... Just uh, like just parodies of other sort of yeah, movie it sort of comes on. from yeah. that genre. It's, but of and that, that takes like a, it just takes a, a handful of like uh, horror classics and then puts them into one parody. Uh, we could uh, it has a very very creepy beginning to it. Do you want to watch? Do you want to watch the beginning for a second? I, I we well I. Ladies and gentlemen, an important announcement from Academy Award-winning actor Mr. George Kennedy. One very serious point. Lawnmowers do not kill people. People kill people. Damien, how many times have I told you this is not a toy? Oh, there was a phone message for you. Oh, wow. From Norman? Oh, wow. He didn't say. Oh, come on, Mom. What did he say? Well, at first he goes, uh... Your daughter's gonna die tonight! Wacko, wacko, wacko! At last, a motion picture made by, for, and about people just like you and me. Uh, horror movie parodies in it. It's, it's pretty uh, 
it has some actually funny moments. Some of it does stand up. Like, I'm surprised, like, was the Blues Brothers, uh, it was yeah. labeled a comedy. Yeah. But, yes. I mean, if you watch it now, it's not all. It's a documentary. It's, <laughs> yeah. If you watch it now, it's real. Yeah. It comes. <laughs> but do you guys remember that Leslie Nielsen never, everyone thinks of him as a comedy guy now. But before Airplane, he was a serious actor. And oh, sure. no one thought of him as a comedian. And that's why they used him. Maybe it takes a great straight man to be really funny. He now. delivered all the lines straight. But then yeah. later on in his career, he, he was like, I'm doing gay. comedy. And he'd go cross-eyed and everything. And like, oh, okay. Actually, See, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is there's like a, there's this detective that is looking for the lawnmower killer. Because the main girl in it, the one that George Ham, uh, what's the guy's George, George Hamilton? George Ham, not George Hamilton. George Hamilton. George. 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 What is his name? The guy that was in the. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. The guy in the effing movie. The guy <laughs> from he was in the Naked Gun. Hey, we're not movie experts. We just like watching them. Right. That, let's make it clear. You guys are Richard. hooked up, right, to the internet. Uh, we're not. We're not three Richard Krauses. We'll have to just. <laughs> <laughs> the three crosses. The three, which is original, our original idea. Three crosses and a, and a microphone. Uh, George Kennedy. George, George Kennedy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so we've talked about Wacko. Do we want to move on to Scott's first movie, or did you want to say more about this, Wacko? If you go, if the you can, if you can find, you could. Uh, the I don't know. If the, I don't think this movie's out on DVD. Uh, but there's a very funny moment in it where the detective, and I, and this is one of the few things I remember from the movie before I found this video, which took me forever to find. Uh, this detective, he pulls up into this parking lot, and he uh, opens up his car door, and all these beer cans fall onto the street. <laughs> and he's one of those, oh, he's one of those ragtag renegade. Oh, he's gone rogue detective. He's got a cigarette out of his mouth the entire, every scene. Uh, but it's uh, quite, in, it's, it's, one, it's one of the funnier sight gags in it. Uh, there are some enjoyable moments in it, so let's move. We can move on to uh, private school for. Do you want well, we to? I'll do all right. Let's we're going to do right. one of Scott. Scott, what's your first movie? Uh, let's see. First movie I'll do is uh, I'll do Bachelor Party. It's uh, Tom Hanks. Who's this he? Is, I don't know. He's had a couple of films, I think, since then. You know, I remember there was uh, the one joke in that is how do you make a jam sandwich? You two pick, get two pieces of bread and you jam them together. That's when it's. Was that, <laughs> I thought that was from Blues Brothers. Don't they do that too? Anyway, wasn't Tom Hanks much more likable back then? I, I don't, love, okay, I don't I, really I, like I'm him. A, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. I mean, you are since Bosom Buddies. That, remember that show? I love Bosom Buddies. Yeah, Scolari, Peter Scolari. Yeah, I liked him back. Please then. call now, Peter, Peter Scolari. Scolari another oh, Newhart reference. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Yeah. Newhart is the strange reference that's come out of this. Yeah, Larry Daryl and Daryl. Right, because uh, the, the chick that uh, George Kennedy was trying to take the clothes I, I off. I used to of love her. But she also, was... pre it has pre um, um, uh, T.J. Hooker, Adrian Zmed. Who was also in Greece too? There you go. And uh, Tawny Katane from Whitesnake. So uh, I don't know who that is. Well, she was in the Whitesnake video. Anyway. <laughs> but my other secret guilty pleasure within this guilty pleasure of loving this movie, which apparently I think is hard to find now, is, uh, is a Wendy Jo Sperber. I don't know if you remember this actress, Dave. She was a bit of a. Furburger? No. <laughs> jo- Wendy Jo Sperber. She was also in Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. She's okay. kind of a heavier girl with oh, a I know pretty face and big boobs. I'm not saying I like her because of her pretty face. Do you have her phone boobs. number? No, but she died in 2005. Uh, did you still have her phone? Where, where can I find her? Heaven, Dave. Oh. In the back, in the, in the rentals section. <laughs> and this is a... <laughs> On the VHS. Is this a good movie? I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's a little corny and stuff, but there's some great lines. Like, there's a... I think even before a Crying Game, this guy, one of the characters has sex with a, a, a guy mm-hmm. or a woman that looks that turns out to be a guy. Oh, yeah. And he she finds out, standing up. And that's how he finds out. And he goes, ah, he goes in the shower. And it was just like, it was an awesome scene. 
Did he cry in the shower? Is there a moral lesson that we learn? Like, does Tom Hanks end up having sex? Is is he into it? Well, he become he doesn't he doesn't uh, I don't want to spoiler alerts I guess these things, I'm not but... going to see it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's nice of you. No, I guess you learned a lesson about Bachelor. But it was like pre hangover. Pre hangover. So this was the lead up to. Do you think it was the hangover in the back? It was actually hangover and bridesmaids together because you see the women go on their uh, their bachelorette. Nights. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the one where they go to the strip club and then yeah. Nick the Dick has his uh, the Dick. Uh, yeah. He has his, uh, his his cock in the uh, in the hot dog bun. And it's like that's the that was one of the big gags of the movie. It was like they they go to the uh, uh, the chicks go to the strip club, and of course every strip clubs they always have hot dogs that you can eat there, and uh, so that the, one of the strippers puts his dick in the hot dog bun and goes over to a table, and then that's the gag, and the mom tries to yank on it. And, and is it wrong that I'm really hungry right now? It's going to judge me <laughs> for hot dogs. My, one of the, one of the quotes from Bachelor Party that is uh, sums up the maybe the eighties. <laughs> Is uh, Rudy says, let's have a character. Rudy says, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and drugs and booze. And Gary says, yeah, yeah, all the things that make life worth living for. <laughs> yes. And then they have. A- I think I took that as my mantra through my life. It shows you where. I- There's a donkey too. Doesn't the donkey yes. do some blow in the movie? There is a donkey. No, I. Um- now, now, was there any sort of? Uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, is amazing about '80s comedy that they're they're definitely not as politically correct, and there doesn't seem to be this big moral like, "Oh, we learned such a valuable Absolutely, lesson." Yeah. Absolutely, it started, I think, with John Hughes. John Hughes started the "We must have a moral lesson" or something oh, right. at the so, end uh, of the yeah, movie. You can be pretty well, pink and. <clears throat> can I like can that. I move on to my first movie, or do you have more you want to say about that? <laughs> movie bachelor party i haven't seen bachelor party I just, all i remember is that they got a do, donkey to do blow in that movie yeah and there's like uh drugs to the left hookers to the right you know yeah yeah yeah. it's just a great well, party, yeah, party yeah, movie there's a yeah, great little embrace shit then it was sort of like this it was pre-political correctness these oh movies. very much there's, there's yeah. a, the east indian uh, pimp uh raja <laughs> That is such a stereotype. He says, I want my bitches back. And then a dart just misses his head from a crossbow. Someone's trying to kill Tom Hanks as well. And this dart just misses his head. He goes, fuck that. I'm getting milked and getting the fuck out of here. It was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, it's the 80s. And, and 80s, that's, 80s. That's when the subject of like, oh, hey, all those guys, all those 7-Eleven employees. Hey, what's up with them? And, and Eddie Murphy had that long... Bit about from Delirious about uh, you know the guys that work in the Seven Eleven stores, right? And so it's like that was the new fun stereotype because uh, was the the East Indian uh, character, right? Right. It's like along with Doctor Detroit, I think it had some. Uh, wow, you're bringing all the Doctor oh, Detroit. He's the great uh, version Dr. of uh, James Brown does a great theme song. Uh, <laughs> Doctor. Detroit, yeah. Do you remember that? Good God. Well, of course I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I go to sleep with it on a loop. All right. Can I can I go on to my first movie? No, Sean. <laughs> oh, we're anyway, talk more about Scott's movie. No, more hours. I'm I'm fine to keep talking about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not doing any more. <laughs> but bachelor party. When parties... I did my East Indian, East, uh, East Indian voice, you guys just stared at me like, "Don't like chicken." Don't. Would do you that. recommend this movie? You could highly. I, all, this is why I picked them. These are my. These are my. my these are your favorite. Real, literal. These are my guilty okay. pleasures. I love. I recommend all these if you could find them, or uh, I'll lend them to you for you know a couple bucks. <laughs> um, I personally, I I liked Tom Hanks in that period. I liked his movies, but then there was a point like where he, when he, you, you know, when one? he won the Academy Award and he thanked America, and I was like, ever since then, I'm not How did into he thank it. America, Sean, He's like, it's America, America. He got teared up getting his Oscar, and I'm like, 
remember when this guy was funny, you know? Right. Didn't take himself so seriously. Well, a white guy can really make it, Sean. <laughs> well, you know, you can't. I mean, I, I get that, but it's like it's the Beastie Boys. You can't crush cans of beer in your forehead your entire life. And then when, you know, Adam Yelp got into or who's the one got well, into being a Buddhist and shit. I, I, but to me, the Beastie Boys became greater. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I don't so have Tom a problem Hanks with. Does the, not become great. I don't think he became great. When it's no. a political thing that Sean likes, he likes it. <laughs> to bet, check America. <laughs> okay, Phoebe Thanks. Cates. I uh, wrote I a song. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> I wrote a song about Phoebe Cates this week. Okay, okay. Before, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I just I want to just quickly say about uh, the movie Bachelor Party, the one that Scott picked. It was it's Thank kind you. of a, it's kind of on uh, that genre of guys uh, or characters on a wild night on the town yeah and so it just it, it opens you up for so much crazy shit yeah. uh it's like that they have the well basically the hangover series kind of perfected exactly. it in some ways but bachelor party is of that genre yeah. of like that whoa it's a crazy night anything could happen and probably mm-hmm. will that fucking shit okay so sean ba- well okay private and, and private school fits right into that it is that kind of a typical teen comedy and uh, which I saw in the theaters in Calgary in a in one of those tiny little Cineplex Odeon theaters, you know. So at this time, I was really into Phoebe Cates, right? Um, you guys agree with that? Phoebe Cates was kind of a dream girl for. Oh, she's for... Like one of the hottest from the eighties, like Molly Ringwald of you know. Yeah. Kind of, so in a different way. In this movie, but I don't know one thing. I, I'm amazed you saw it in the theater because it's like. It, because that's kind of a thing you want to you want to be home by you know yourself on a VHS tape watching. Not yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, now, but uh, I guess well, you said, the eighties had the rub in your knee. Hey, 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 to me, I can get you would this. rock back and forth in the yeah. theater. <laughs> that's why there was more dicks and popcorn yeah, back yeah. then. Can I can I read a <laughs> can I read a quote? Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, I want to read a quote from Phoebe Cates. Uh, I'm we, sorry, we should have some I music. This movie. We should have some music for this too. Yeah. In this She's business, be Phoebe name. speaking, guys, shut up. In this business, if a girl wants a career, she has to be willing to strip. If you've got a good bod, then why not show it? Phoebe Cates, everyone. All right, so Phoebe Cates. I want to read uh, the best review, the best review, and the worst review for Private School. I found. Okay. okay? Um, well, Sean did some research. We just uh, wrote some here's, the, here's the here's <laughs> the here's the worst review. Private School is one of the most reviled movies in a monumentally despised genre. Hardcore porn has a better reputation than does private school. Scott Weinberg. Here's the the best the best <laughs> oh, review. No, Scott Weinberg. Best review. Him and Scolari can go cover. This is from Jason Owens. The, the best. Jason Owens? The best shower nude scene of all time, though, gives this one some major brownie points. I would have married the shortest girl in the shower that had shoulder length brown hair and a nice ghetto booty, but of course she's uncredited. Okay, so um, what's fascinating to me about this movie? What what film theory critique? Uh, uh, what film theory school did he go to to get that nice bodacious? <laughs> and booty? I can I can picture good uh, good ghetto booty. What's bad ghetto booty? Bad. Here's what well, I no no. Booty. That was my last album. Bad ghetto. There's a couple a couple of interesting things about this movie. The yes. soundtrack is incredible. Harry Nilsson is the title right. song. This is where the art comes into this. Oh this yeah, film. well, with their their make aren't no, uh, they're aren't they exercising to the "You're Breaking My Heart"? Fuck you. No, the title song is "You're Breaking My Heart" by Harry Nielsen, but there's also Stray Cats, Vanity Six, uh, Bow Wow Wow Trio. I mean, like big, huge hits. Wow, wow. In this movie, I want candy. I know that. That's the only other song I know. Was this before yeah. that candy or this? And this get them the candy. Paula the Abdul was the choreographer. Like, there's big wow. names associated with this movie. You know, like uh, Matthew Modine was in it. Sylvia Crystal was in it. Who Crystal. was? Do you remember her? Yes, Sylvia Crystal. The series, right? The didn't she? 
she went on to when she was uh, the O series, no. Story of O, Emmanuel, yeah. Manuel, and she did a movie yeah. called <laughs> Private Lessons, which oh, was, yes. was a team comedy, good job. team comedy that made fifty million dollars. Wow! So when they sold they this, the original it. ad it had "Don't Stand <laughs> So." That was for me. The, the original ad had "Don't Stand So Close to Me" by the Police. The, I, obviously, they hadn't shot anything because it has nothing to do with the movie. But it said if you liked private lessons you're gonna love private school so sylvia crystal was in if you like the word private so i think because you love i think it was sylvia crystal they were trying to capitalize on fast times at ridgemont high and this private lessons film this movie is just a purely capitalistic exercise right there's no uh, emotion to the character there's no real characters right the red chinese made this movie but (laughs) it's all about it's a peep show really right it's it's uh it's, that's what it's, people went to see it for. They wanted to see Guilty Phoebe pleasure. Cates nude. You don't actually see Phoebe Cates nude until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Now, how wow. did she actually feel about when she takes her top off and... Oh, so she does... She, she does shows get, her she bum. Gets nude at the end of the movie. She shows her bum twice in this movie. Private school but for no girls. Boobs. No boobs. No boobs. No. The boobs was Fast Times Ridgemont High. Fast Times Ridgemont High. The other movie is good. Doc, that was the movie. Now let's uh, play the. Don't we have the uh, the preview? We yes. Have a clip of the private oh, school for go. girls. Put it on. All right. Where the hell is it? Here. At the Cherryvale Academy for girls, every girl knows that they don't come much cooler than Bubba Beauregard. And I'll mix you that drink. They don't come more debonair, more out of their mind. You sleazebag! You can't tame a party animal, but you can visit him. Hi. In private school, rated R. Now play. Check newspapers for a theater near you. Boom. Where's the? We should. You know it's amazing. Now, like in that scene where Matthew Modine uh, dresses up as a chick and he he gets into their yeah. Don't say it. He's so grotesque in this scene. Oh, again, I thought Dave's gonna say he thinks he's hot. No, no, it's so grotesque. (laughs) It it makes me think because this film was actually written by a woman, a man and a woman. And I thought, is this the side? Because the men are (laughs) so creepy and perverted in this movie that I think that that's the the feminist angle of it. Is let's present what horn dogs men are and how grotesque they are. No, because they are so grotesque in this movie. It's what guys would do if we if they didn't get arrested, which they would. These guys would be. Well, yeah, I do yeah. that. I'd oh yeah, no, there there's school. sex assaults in this right movie. <laughs> there there are sex assaults in this movie. Like the uh, attitude, oh, the attitude sex assaults. In no, I'm just saying dating they the would age. never ever make this movie now. They would never make this movie well, now. Exactly, that's why we love them. Well, that's oh, what yeah, we're talking about. The, the, they the made po- it once. That's political it. correctness had not happened yet, right? Yes. So, all right, Dave. Do you guys mind if I keep moving along? Uh, no, no, good. Yeah, keep yeah, us, yeah. keep us going. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I don't want power trip or anything. Oh, oh no, too late. For but that. you know, um, okay. One of my movies was uh, uh, Screwballs. Yes. Uh, like I said, it was a, 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 a Canadian classic, and I believe that the movie Porky's, which was Canadian as well, yes, uh, is still it? the highest grossing Canadian film of all time. No, I think. Oh, it's okay. Did it Goon? Goon beat it? I think Goon. Goon, did Goon beat it? What's Goon? Something. It's that movie with uh, Jay Berenshaw and who? Goon, <laughs> the hockey. It's a hockey movie. This is modern. It's this actually is modern a really. Fu- it is a really funny comedy. That's people that shouldn't it, make it's movies hockey about movie hockey. Disguised as a chick. Something flick. beat it. Bon, good cop, bon cop. That must have been. People should not. That was that. horrible. Oh, here we go. This is bon case. cop. So my movie uh, was uh, Screwballs, 1983 Canadian classic. 
and basically the entire premise of the movie is that they want to see this one particular girl's boobs. <laughs> that's the entire part of the movie. Uh, that's the entire premise of the movie. Uh, they want to see this one chick's boobs because she's – and her name's Purity Bush, who is actually not that like playing the, oh, I'm such a purity girl. Uh, can you, could you close the door, Electric John? Oh. Thank you. Well, no, I'm not, I, don't, I wasn't telling Purity John to Bush. leave. No, no, that's good. He didn't. Oh, okay. I'm glad he didn't. So her name was Purity Bush, uh, played by Linda Spectacle. She's good. Or so, I, I, I can I like glasses on. We were watching some of this earlier, and to me, it looked like every sketch was a ripoff of something. I'd no, that was seen. outtakes. Oh, oh yeah, that was. <laughs> Which one is this? Screwballs. This is Screwballs. Screwballs. Hey, yeah. So they wanted to see this one girl's boobs, and at the end of the movie, uh, they they rig this magical device to uh, rip her bra off. <laughs> It's a ripping bras off. The magical device is a guy's hand. No, um, Sean keeps saying like it's a bad thing. Like <laughs> we should devote more technology and research toward ripping bras. I, off. I'm not against the boobs. I'm against the ripping. The, the ripping. Oh, you're taking. I, I'm the political correct conscience okay. of the show. By yeah, the but way. you're the conscience. Period. No one even. If you imagine, if you went back in time and you said the word politically correct, and it was 19 like uh, yeah. 78, and would be like, what is that word? You get a wedgie. You get uh, shocked. No. Okay. So screwballs. Screw. They, okay. So there's a part in screwballs. Uh, where Peter Callahan uh, dresses up as a woman, and he goes into the woman's, uh, he goes into the girl's sewing class, and he gets one of the girls to create this magnet bra that, uh, when Purity sings at the end of the mo- uh, movie, uh, the this magnet is going to like rip her bra off. And so they invent it. They see her boobs. They're actually not that fantastic. Uh, and uh, and then as soon as her bra flies off, the credits roll up. It's quite an amazing. Uh, wow, that's when you know that's the priority of that movie. This okay. is a, a strip or tease. Or how smart they were. Well, it, yeah, it could be. I mean, it sells. Band, you don't play the first opening song. It sells. Oh, hit song, and then people will be leaving. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. But that was, uh, I, I don't even know what That's how amazing it was at the time. Seeing a pair of boobs was like, that was the thing. Well, that, that was, was like hardcore. Well, that, that, yeah, that goes into, well, eventually what we're we going to, maybe our third episode will be about porn. But uh, that was like how amazing it was to see like just a boobs on any level. Just like, a boob. Like yeah. Zapped. Do you remember Zapped with oh, Willie Ames really? and yes. Scott Baio? And the whole I think reason. My dad took me to Zapped. <laughs> the whole reason we went was to see Heather Thomas's, Heather Thomas Flasher boobs for just like Yep. Three seconds. Yep. Right. The uh, a bus downtown, all this money, popcorn, just to see three seconds. Now, did, of... <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong, but was the Scott Baio? He was a, a, a scientist, and or did he create a formula or some magic thing to rip people's clothes off? Again, it, this is what was going on. He in got struck movies. by lightning or something. Well, that? The movie's <laughs> and it was all again, again, the yeah, magical power. He might have got struck by lightning. He got a magical power, and only in the '80s that someone would be like, "Hey, if I have a magical power, I want it to be to rip people's clothes off." But then he, but there was a part in the movie where he lifted up a I mattress still want that, that power. he would fuck on, or invisibility, because <laughs> we were uh, we were the target market. That was the dream, right? The dream was to see the boobs. So that's what okay. they were selling to us. Okay, my top three. This is what I want my top three magical abilities to be. Uh, uh, to, rip people's clothes off, to rip people's clothes off, yeah. invisibility, and maybe be really smart. <laughs> to find the thing that makes me invisible and makes people's clothes off. That's what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Find the magic stone or whatever. What, what, what year was the nude bomb? Remember? Oh, was, Maxwell Smart. <laughs> I remember when, like, uh, 
when kids in grade school would be like, oh, man, have you seen the nude bomb? Yeah, I saw that. And, and it yeah. was like, uh, but they would talk about the nude bomb. Like, it was like Ron the, James the, the Zapruder footage of just like, oh, man, the nude bomb, the bomb goes Maybe. off and everyone's clothes f- fly off, off or yeah. something, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like that's the only, like, who would fucking... Uh, in, the, in the 80s, and everyone was obsessed. Go, I have a script. I think we're learning something about the 80s movies. It was know, all yeah. about taking off clothes. Yeah, taking yes. clothes off. All right. So Zapped we, was a good one. Should we move on? Let's move on. What I wanted to on. say about Screwballs was that so Peter Callahan dresses up as a woman. He gets the magical bra made. But then there's also a scene in, in Private School for Girls where Matthew Modine goes, dresses up. There seemed to be a lot of men dressed up as yes. women in the 80s. Yeah. And women never seemed to catch on to like... Because the girl, the, the blonde, they, they never get called on it. Like, hey, you're the a blonde always knows what those guys are up to in private school for girls. She's smarter than the guys. Right. Sean's got a political. Do, she knew. Do you remember, though, when she's trying to she's trying to woo Matthew Modine? So she gets on a horse and oh, yeah, rides up on it. a horse and then just pulls off her shirt. Oh, <laughs> and then and then just rides around with her boobs hanging out. And all the guys are like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm still like that. You reminded me of that scene. Oh, my God. I remember that. That's when I was like, I remember this movie now. Yes. It's all coming oh, back. Oh, man. It's all They're coming like, back. Well, just those amazing characters of Bubba Beauregard. Bubba but just but I think about that guy. Time. But I think about those scenes. I go, I could play that guy. That guy, he got that <laughs> part <laughs> after moving now? to L.A. After three weeks, he got that part. But then that was it, right? Like then he worked in a record store for the rest of his life. Mm. That's still that's, that's pretty right. cool. <laughs> but they were trying to sell him. The hours. <laughs> they were trying to sell him. As, I'll just sleep there. I don't know. <laughs> they were trying to sell him. Fucked at, up at work. Can you take them home? This is like the View. They were trying to. <laughs> no crosstalk, girls. Sorry, ladies. Um, they were trying to sell him as the star, but it was really Phoebe Cates. We were all there to see Phoebe yes, Cates. Yes. Well. Okay, so Scott, what's your second movie? Because it's almost four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for an hour. Yeah, Scott, well, the next one I'm going to do uh, UHF. This is a Weird Al Yankovic uh, movie from '89. Um, also stars with it is Michael Richards, of course, Kramer, right? Uh, and uh, racist stand-up fame. Uh, he went <laughs> the greatest set of he, all time. But he plays a great. It's a great movie. There's so many great little scenes in it. Like it's the the trailers for upcoming shows or the shows they're going to have on. Then make it, and before she went all crazy, Victoria Jackson's in it. Um, Looney. <laughs> but uh, some of my favorite uh, previews were uh, Conan the Librarian, right? Cuts off the guy's head. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> That's Conan in a nutshell. Then there's The Wheel of Fish, which was actually the actor who was uh, Long Duck Dong in 16 Candles, plays uh, Getty One, Wanatabi, his name is. Getty, who knows? Like Getty Lee. What's the name of this movie? It's, it's UHF. Raul's Wild Kingdom with the famous line, Badgers, we don't need no stinking badgers. Yeah, very popular. Very popular with the kids. Well, this is like one of those, but it, like this kind of, <laughs> but this movie falls into that genre of like, uh, and, and, uh, well, and now for something completely different. It's basically like a compilation of sketches. Compilation of sketches. With one story, yeah. you know, yeah, story like line, a, but... the through line of, of them. Uh, rescuing a small rescuing the, UHF yeah, the small station. Yeah. station. Yeah. This also is like, but I think what sets up a lot of classic 80s movies, the premise is we've got to raise some money to save something. Right. And Back to the Future. You know. Well, how is Back to the Future like that? <laughs> they had to save the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think 
And uh, no, one- but I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, like fraternity vacation and ski school where it's like, oh, you know, old man Rickards, uh, he's got the uh, ski school and then uh, and this whole yeah. big corporate uh, ski school is going to come in and they're going to take him over. And we if we, we have got to raise this much well, money. Well, one last race. Yeah. We'll it's win like, the prize oh, money. Or, uh, or they'll be, yeah. There'll be a lot some- of winning prize money in, the, in those days. Yeah, it's really just a loose, <laughs> a loose structure. Prize like money back to the future. In the 80s. <laughs> Usually just a loose structure for a storyline. So you can have girls running around naked. Right. Rock music. Yeah. And, uh, well, no, but, yeah, they, don't I, forget, they're... party by the pool tonight. <laughs> okay. But there was a change that happened. So I wanted... well, Like in Fraternity Vacation and I think even like uh, Spring Break, uh, like they had to raise money to save. <sighs> Hot like... Dog the movie. Well, Hot Dog was like uh, like another one where I think they had to Parody. raise money to yeah. uh, to like save the the ski, ski resort or something. Meatballs like and Porky's were really the forerunners of these films, weren't they? And those were both Cana- Canadian yep. or had Canadian connections. So it's interesting that Canada is responsible in some ways for this genre of film. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, can <laughs> okay. No, um, no. But should we move just, on to or, okay? Yes. But it's Go just ahead. it's the idea that like oh we got to raise money. And uh, and then that allows all these characters to put themselves in wacky positions. Maybe that's what we need to do, guys. We need to raise money to yes. save the podcast. To save the podcast. <laughs> but now it's real life. Uh-huh, we have Kickstarter. Uh-huh, it's like an uh-huh. '80s movie come to life. <laughs> oh shit! But it's not. But it's we need like, to raise money for this film. Come on, everyone. What? I'm just. It's a. Uh, oh, and another one. Another. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll go on too. to your next movie, Sean. All right. My next movie is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. Which I and, and just discussing this topic. This precedes. Um, the private school for girls movie, but obviously that movie was trying to capitalize on the success of Fast Times at R- Richmond High because it also had Phoebe Cates naked, and it also had Ray Walston, that great older character yes. actor who is the teacher who deals with Sean Penn Mr. in Hay. Fast Times at Richmond High. Now he's Fast- also the Illinois Nazi. Here's what I want to say: yeah. Yeah. Fast Times at Richmond High is the exact same kind of genre of film. Yeah. It has all the same elements except it's good. Because it comes from a real experience of Cameron Crowe going back to his school and writing about exactly what happened when he went there. So hey, his name is Cameron Crowe, eh? <laughs> But at the time, wasn't a, everyone credits John Hughes as the one who sort of humanized these movies. But I think this movie actually is the real one that did. And here's what Roger Ebert said about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was a scuzz pit of a movie. A scuzz pit? A scuzz pit of a movie is what Roger Ebert had to say. He gave Private School for Girls a better review. Wow. And you know what happened? So it was a scuzz pit of a movie, and sorry. A scuzz pit of a movie, and guess what? It was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. See that? Take that, Roger Ebert. One thing that's interesting about that movie is that... uh, was it who directed it? Was it Pe- Penelope? It was directed by a woman, and he yeah. said it was well, yeah, a sexist film. It was this well, whatever her name was, uh, she was the same <laughs> woman that did the movie Clueless that came right. out. Right, she's a great ago. director. It's yeah. from a, it's a, a directed by a woman, and he was like, "This is sexist." I'm like, "Who the hell are you?" Well, it shows a girl getting an abortion in that movie. It doesn't show. It's the about abortion, real. It's... The only t- the only thing about it that could be considered sexist is the Phoebe Kate scene, which is the most famous scene in the film. As me and Dave know, it's but about then, making good ice. Tea. That's actually just a male. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a male fantasy. Sure, it's revealed as a male fantasy, and the guy is absolutely humiliated by the girl for right. having even thought it because she catches him jerking off. Yeah. So. To me, I find it more rude that she walks in on him. 
Well, yeah. does anybody knock anymore? Does anybody fucking? But knock? it's yeah. an interesting thing about political correctness. I think Roger Ebert was he was being politically correct. He was trying to say, "Don't like this movie; it's sexist." Meanwhile, what a hypocrite! It was directed by a woman. And he wrote in the Valley of the Dolls. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I I, the the I have respect for, for him, yeah. but I do think that sometimes people listen to critics too much because some movies that exactly. are just trashed when they come out—that's what the show's about, like, like The Shining. Yeah. And, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, trashed when they came out, insulted, but are actually great. Some of the greatest films ever made. Yep. Okay. The one point that I wanted to make about her directing Clueless and her directing Fast Times at Ridgemont High was that the characters in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they all had – they were all real, genuine characters. They all yes. had jobs, first yeah, of all. they're real people. And, um, and it just – it showed sort of the real ups and downs of, like, high school life, you know, being the loser, being the popular kid. Yeah. But and then in Clueless, there was, like, nobody seemed – nobody worked. There was, like, nobody – those three girls. Well, Beverly Hills girls, right? Yeah, but it was just, like, a weird shift in – and sort true. of portraying teenage characters when you really needed to have a part-time job. And so many of those characters just didn't. It all comes down to, like, I watched Easy A last night because I wanted to see what a, a newer teen film is, is that like. Good? Is that what you told I, her? Oh, it was really it's really great. It's, it's so good. It is good. And it talks okay. about 80s. It's in the subject because it talks about 80s films. She wants her life to be like an 80s film. And so there's all these references to it. But her life just isn't. And it's really sexy. But also, she's a real person. It's a real character. You don't have to have these loose – this is how these movies improved, right? They used to be so loose-premised and just, you know, people running around showing boobs and everything. No real storyline. But then people like Cameron Crowe, I think, uh, is the person who kind of changed that, not John Hughes. Okay. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I appreciate the running around nude for no reason <laughs> I appreciate boobs. I say screw I, you, I Cameron totally Crow. appreciate boobs. Look. I loved Phoebe Cates. I thought yeah. she was so what hot. Is it about Where is she her, nowadays? Where you know what? You know what's interesting? Uh, uh, well, she's married to Kevin Klein. Oh, that, that comes would, up in the song. I wish I was what an to asshole! Kevin Klein. Uh, what she gave asshole. up. She gave up on it. But uh, did, did you know uh, that she is uh, part Filipino? She's three parts uh, Jewish, one part uh, Filipino. What's the Jewish part though? Let's think, when you look at her, you don't go. I bet there's some Jewish in you. I hope it's the. Like, I, I guessed. I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you know what? An interesting thing is, is that she, in in a way, even though she wasn't politically correct in that she felt she should strip in these movies, right? In a way, she was breaking ground for Asian actors in America because okay. how many leading ladies at that time were Asian, part Asian, part Filipino? I don't think you can see. She looks. You can't tell what. Uh, I think she looks Asian. I guessed Filipino before yeah. I looked it up. I'd really? say Hawaiian. Well, that's still partially Asian, isn't? Yeah, it's more of a Samoan. <laughs> anyway, Samoan, uh, not Milan. not white, but you know, a leading lady at that time. I, guess you, I, I never thought of it that way. I never. It's funny when you, now that you see okay. when you think of things politically correct, like I do. I like to think of things. I just like to watch the <laughs> boobs dance around because there's a party going on. Well, she was very sexy, but part of what was sexy about her was she was. Darker skinned, and she had that dark, flowing hair. Oh, no, it's great. Pretty, oh, really Sean, cute face. Sean is the thinking. He's the brain of the show. I'm the. <laughs> hey, I, I love boobs just as much as the next guy. I lo- that's okay. the part of the brain I love. That's, and I don't have the rest of the part of the brain. I, love I had boobs. that part of my brain removed. So yeah. Now yeah, I love boobs part or the thinking part. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah. Do we want to move on to the next film? Yes. Where uh, are we? Is it Dave? No, okay. So Fast Times Ridge Mountain High. Yeah. There's a lot of subjects in that. I There's so much in that, in that movie. movie. That right. They wouldn't do anymore. Yeah. First of all, the girl having the. I guess yeah, like an oh, oh, an open stoner character like Sean Penn that's yeah. barely in. Or, the only time he was ever funny, the first by the way, to get killed in a in a horror movie too. 
Similar to Tom Hanks, only funny in 80s films, never again. John Penn? He was great in that movie. He's well, so he funny. I am funny Sam. Movies. I know, but why? He was so good in it. Um, here, look <laughs> well, at the, the oh, cast of this movie. Forrest Whitaker was in this movie. Yeah. Right, yeah. I love the, the older Nicholas character. Coppola. Everyone likes to mention Nicholas that Buffalo's reference. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Nicholas Cage, Cage is in this movie, too. Pre-bankruptcy. There's, a lot there's, of... just, there's, there's just a lot. And then uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, yes. she, she loses oh. it to uh, that dude with, where are you going? Um, so Scott's leaving. We're going to take a pee break, and okay. we're going to listen to the Phoebe Cates song. Okay, let's play the Phoebe Cates song. Phoebe, oh Phoebe, where or oh, where she be? Take it up while I beat up. So, Scott, your yes. third movie is Top My, Secret. Yes, I picked Top Secret, uh, 1984, World War II spy parody, and Elvis film parody. Yeah. Together, how could you go wrong? It's Zucker Brothers, by the way. I thought this was the best Zucker Brothers really? film. Really? Yeah. I'm over an airplane, kind of. I like airplane, but um, I, I feel like this one got a little weirder. Like, yeah. Almost became surreal. Yeah, like almost. Well, it was. It was. Yeah, it's, it doesn't really. I mean, I watched it recently, and it, it doesn't. It's. Uh, doesn't really follow. It doesn't hold up well. Some of them. Yeah. But now you just watching that it's Val Kilmer in it, and you know how he went from from that to celebrity to now crazy celebrity. I guess he's considered kind of a one of the wacko guys now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He gained a lot of weight. Yeah. And lost his mind. Yes. The story of Elvis. actors. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be. I guess one of the lines that sums up for me is. Uh, Nick says, I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a woman that he met in a restaurant who turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist, only the loser to a childhood lover who she'd last seen on a deserted island and who turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. movie. And they turn to the camera. And they slowly turn to the camera. So these movies were all about deconstructing film. Yes. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, well, there was often a lot of direct address in a lot of '80s comedies, yeah. where yeah. which sort of broke fourth, that wall. fourth wall yeah. of first. Omar Sharif is in it. I mean, come on, doesn't get better than that. Omar Sharifer. Like I like when they say, "Well, I know a little German," and then they look over and there's this little, <laughs> little midget German. He's sitting right over there. Small person German. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and the classic. cow wearing rubber boots. That's other yeah, classic scene. That's the scene. classic. Yeah, the. Um, of, literal uh, of psych eggs and all that being time. literal surely you must be joking right i'm not joking don't call me surely surely so taking everything do you want to show the trailer for uh for let's let's show the, well, let's top secret? To the yeah all let's right. do that let's go for that easter takt and oxen bitte what does that mean is your daughter 18 how silly can you get yeah yeah how silly can you get I tried everything. The embassy, the German government, the consulate. I even talked to the UN ambassador. It's no use. I just can't bring my wife to orgasm. Thinking about a little <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, 
Now, uh, what uh, have we not gotten to any uh, anyone's comedies yet? Or what comedies? I haven't talked about com- Drop Dead Fred. I wanted to do the third Phoebe Cates movie. Yes. Te- okay. Technically, okay. not an '80s film. It was early '90s. Okay. Late '90s, uh, but, but but Phoebe was your was your your main. I was I was into Phoebe Cates around the time of the first two movies we discussed. I had lost interest. I think when she cut her hair, which she didn't drop dead Fred literally inside the story, she cuts her hair. Um, I thought she stopped being as Did attractive. Did it turn into a horror movie? Do you know how some like? <laughs> well, it is a very strange movie. It's about a. It was supposed to be sort of like a Beetlejuice, but. The guy is her imaginary friend. Okay. Right. So then, there, and it's this horrible English comedian named Rick Mail, who I think that the, a good premise for a movie that the adult woman has suddenly the the uh, the invisible friend shows up again. Yeah. But what's creepy is they keep showing her when she's a little girl, and he's still this weird adult who acts like a child, who's always like grabbing her and everything. So I think that's weird. They should have made Drop Dead Fred a child for the children scenes. But then he's just not funny. You need someone like a Michael Keaton or a Jim Carrey in the mask to carry off that kind of a character. This guy is just annoying. I love this guy. He was in Young Ones, British comedy. You like this guy? Yeah. And Phoebe Cates picks her nose. And that ruined. Like, oh. you know, it's like, please, now the image of Phoebe Cates has oh, been destroyed. Sure, sorry. Picking, because that's gross to me. You're going to be okay. Uh, but... Then it's also about schizophrenia, right? <laughs> That's what a lot of people, because now a lot of people look at it and go, this movie is really about mental illness. Because she's emotionally abused by her mother, and she goes into this imaginary world with this guy. All right, mental illness, or what was commonly, or how it was commonly called in the 80s, wacko. <laughs> 80s-itis. You're well, that wacko. was sort of the problem with the movie, is that it was like, <laughs> let's make a oh, comedy about a woman's psych <laughs> talk, Bell. You're let's, make a, let's make a comedy. <laughs> yeah, nuts, I tell you. Let's make a comedy about a woman's... Uh, psychotic break is really what happened in wow. this movie. So it's very strange. The guy can't pull it off. It was a good, a good idea for a movie. There's Carrie Fisher's in it, and she's kind of funny. She makes a Marilyn Quayle reference at one point, which wow. I thought was pretty funny. And uh, she probably she probably wrote it herself. And uh, because we she play was- ELOs, don't bring me down right now because Sean's doing all these movies. I just thought it was about a guy who shows up. <laughs> Well, here's turns out it's here's here's like the, the best review. A good looking dude. Here's the best review. I, here's the best review I heard for it. This psychic crisis is poignantly realistic. The creature who is visible only to the woman is like a poltergeist energy of her repressed self, a problematic ego container into which her powers of assertion and creativity were poured and stored. The movie's resolution is startlingly beautiful. Doctor Joyce Brothers, Carl J. Schroeder. <laughs> Oh, it's Charles J. Schroeder? It was, it, it was uh, broke a record for biggest independent film in Australia, first hit for working title productions. See? So it title productions. Now there's filmed in Minneapolis. It's an interesting film in some ways, but it's just horrible. It's horrible to watch. It's, I, wanted to, I wanted to kill myself when I, I watched thought this the, But the guilty pleasure is still that you have to watch it because you see it again. Phoebe Cates was in it, right? Like, I wanted to see it because of Phoebe yeah, Cates. So you had to, you're drawn to it. But she, was, she, so did, she doesn't show any back. skin in this movie. At some point she went, okay, enough with the stripping. And this is a movie where it's like that time in the early 90s, late 80s, where women were all wearing these big, bulky Mormon... Shoulder pads? <laughs> Mormon dresses. Shoulder you know, like Dynasty. Elaine on Seinfeld, like where she walks in, she looks like a Mormon woman, and you're like, what was going on back then that all the women were dressed as Mormons? So... <laughs> That's the sort of a react. That was the political correctness, That's right? Because everyone was stripping, and then everyone, everyone went stop it, 
And then everyone started to wear Mormon dresses. Now, what flack did Phoebe Cates get for uh, her nudity? Was she like now? Why doesn't she do movies anymore? I think she married Kevin a Klein? rich movie star, and she decided to raise children. Uh-huh. She had had enough. What so. a bitch! But every now and again, she comes out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, she apparently was nervous to do that scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High because she thought the neighbors were watching and spying. The neighbors? Why How about the crew there? and the cameraman and the, the guy yeah, from Craft the, Services? Yeah. They're what professionals. The, what about the people that are going to see it in the theaters? She's not yeah. worried about those people. The guy comes by with your your uh, your substantial every five minutes during that naked scene. Any more? Any more quesadillas? It's a spaghetti cup. <laughs> but Drop Dead Fred, it. it looked like. They were trying to do a Tim Burton kind of movie, right? But this they didn't Tim have Burton, Michael though. Keaton. They Tim. didn't have Tim Burton. They didn't. You could see what they were trying to do in the mask, but what they didn't have it? CGI yet, and they didn't have Jim Carrey. What year was Drop Dead Fred? Nineteen ninety-one. So it was probably filmed in ninety. But his guilty but, pleasure but, is okay, the Phoebe Cates. I was, I was about to say that this isn't. A, that's not an eighties comedy. Well, I was looking at the career of Phoebe you Cates. Know, John, you he was looking a lot more on. than the career of Phoebe Cates. <laughs> he screwed up again. I think it still fits into 80s comedy because they were trying to do an 80s comedy. <laughs> the one guy who does all the research goes outside the box. No. Goes the 90s on us. We Thanks wanted to a look lot. at the whole career You're of Phoebe right. Cates. Oh, I yeah. thought it was close enough, and I hadn't seen it. I kind of wanted to see it. I had seen the other two movies. <laughs> so do you still like? Do you still like follow her? Is she on Twitter? Or no, Facebook? she's not on Twitter. Okay. No, I don't think so. But you send I her think... letters? Dear Miss Cates. <laughs> yeah. My name is. Sean. I just remember that when right I think you. when uh, guys watch fast <laughs> when guys watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like that was yeah. a big moment for guys. Right? I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Maybe. was pretty excited about her. We should bring some well, ladies well, on. What was her age? Because we all we all pretty much have the same private lessons, private school, private this, private. Remember that. my tutor? Oh, was who was my tutor? And uh, oh, another one. The, another Class? genre is like yeah. Well, it was the the genre of like guys' night on the town. That's, but also there's that sort of like, hey, we're um, remember weekend. Do you remember Weekend Pass? I think it was all about like, sailors. And I remember old... Weekend at Bernie's. No, that's, yeah, <laughs> let's. No, but the, I was trying to. Think, it was like Weekend Pass. It was uh, another movie uh, genre of like uh, where uh, guys make a pact together to like to usually to get laid by the end of uh, something. And uh, I've never I've never had a friend in my entire life that I've ever made a pact with. Maybe we need to no. make a pact. Yeah. Let's do it right do here, guys. Right How about, I, our first pact should be more organized next time we do this podcast. <laughs> We're organized enough. <laughs> and, uh, we'll edit out the disorganization. The um, Another premise was uh, getting someone laid, too. Yeah. You don't see Losing a lot it. of, like, huh? Losing it. Tom Losing Hank, it, Yeah. With Shelley Long, yeah, that's the one where they and they got to buy some Spanish fly. Shelley Long's in a lot of my other '80s comedies, like um, uh, uh, Night Shift. Night Shift was a great Night Shift. That's the only time I enjoyed a Ron Howard movie. The only time? Yeah. Okay, name a good Ron Howard movie other than that one. Uh, good luck. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, Avatar. Um, no, I bet you can't name a good one. Yeah. Well, oh, Beautiful Mind was that good? I didn't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this new one I haven't seen. actually. You know, this new one that... I haven't seen sounds, sounds. I don't good. think he's a good director. I think he's an overrated director. <laughs> Rush. Yeah. There you go. I think. Here's the overrated directors of the '80s are John Hughes and Ron Howard. Right. And probably someone else, but those two are definitely. Tom Hanks is also overrated. I think Tom Hanks, Ron Howard. And John Hughes, all overrated. You know what's man. funny? Everyone, Fuck Howie Mandel. I thought you were going to bring, when you said Phoebe Cates. Walk Like a Man. That's a show. That's a movie. <laughs> Walk Like a Man. Christopher <laughs> Lloyd's in that one. Of, that's, uh, was, uh, People Being Animals. We'll do that one. 
I Shaggy was, DA. Nobody ever yelled out bullshit when they went to go see Encino Man. You ever notice that? <laughs> like Brendan Fraser being unfrozen. Jury Duty. Man. Those are other. That's a whole job. We should do a whole show just on him. Well, so, so what were you going to say when I, when you thought I was going to do Phoebe Cates? What? Well, you, you didn't mention Gremlins because that was a yeah. Phoebe Cates I want you know what I I've seen Gremlins. Well, she again. This I say her second most famous scene is the Santa Claus scene in Gremlins, where she talks about how her father died. No, her dad was coming down the chimney and died. That was was one point in that movie where I know I was like, "Wow, this is like not not like while I was watching it for the first time, but like when I watch it again now, like I do every year uh, on Christmas, (laughs) all the booze and some Gremlins." But when, uh, yeah, when when Phoebe Cage goes in that long story about her dad going down the chimney, yeah, it's such a, a it's a weird moment that's just so out of place that like you're sort of like why are they, why is this even in They're this? Like, we need some character development for yeah. this. Kid. <laughs> it's like you know, make the kids cry. You know, it's like that character development, like you know, when they spend like a long time with Danny Glover's family in, in Lethal Weapon, and and you can sort of like you watch it now and you're sort of like, oh, I get it. We're seeing how attached to his family. Yeah, he how is. films yeah. are made. So Come later, on. when this family is in jeopardy. Uh, we'll be like, oh, oh, more on the edge of our seat. Like, oh my god, oh, I got to know this family so well during that uh, fucking so, dinner are you scene. You think films trick you, Dave? This uh, is this is when you. you li- <gasps> I see what you did there. Well, this is I'm when you me. realize you've seen too many movies when you can predict all this stuff and yeah, and you, you, the thing. Uh, a movie works when you get drawn into it and you forget you're watching a movie. As soon as you yeah. go, oh, I'm watching a movie, it's over. You know. Sometimes I'm driving most- my car and I suddenly think Wait I'm a in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I yell cut, but my car keeps driving. <laughs> I got pulled over for drinking and driving, and the officer was like, hey, boy, have you been drinking tonight? Cut! Yeah. I don't, hey, let me, get me you're a miscast. Get me out of this movie. I, I think, in a way, we kind of are like characters in an 80s movie. Do you oh, think very much sometimes so. I just rock back and forth and yell out, "Get me out! Get me out of this movie!" <laughs> Scott, do you think that you're kind of like a character in an '80s yeah, movie? Yeah, I don't like I don't like being a grown up. I want to be a kid. Yeah, I, just, I don't want all the serious stuff. I want you to go, are. I want to go to raise money for a. a but he's sort of a you're John. The, you're Belushi. the Bubba Beauregard for the new millennium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bubba Beauregard, John Belushi. But you're the heart. Like, you're the you're the guy at the end who comes in. Haven't we learned something today? <laughs> and Dave's the guy who gets us all in trouble. <laughs> Haven't we learned something today? <laughs> <laughs> But that's what they make fun of in Easy A. She makes fun of 80s movies for being like that. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to discover myself. Like, she yeah. sort of mocks the whole have, 80s genre. But we all have friends like that. That's what we, how all our friends are. Like, most of us have different friends. One's the intellectual, one's the this, and one's right. the, the guy who likes farts. Like, Dave. <laughs> I, well, you know. I hate the John Hughes movies now. Oh. Why now? I hate them. Like over like Ferris the last Bueller? half hour. Hate like, yeah, I hate Ferris you know, Bueller. No, he hates them. He I hate the Breakfast what Club. What have we learned? Sean you hate the Breakfast I Club. I hate the Breakfast Club. I hate those brats. I feel like the vice <laughs> principal you're, you're is the only back. admirable character. He's right to want to beat the shit out of Judd Nelson. He's right. I'm rooting him on. Go find that guy after he graduates that's and not, punch him in the face. Nothing to do with getting older. It's all about the principal was right. They're brats. You know what they are? They're a bunch of rich, whiny, Chicago, white go. brats. That's what they are. Yeah, in the breakfast. Liberals. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, Dave, end the show so they, he doesn't come over here and punch me. Well, one thing I do want to th- do, uh, to end this uh, sort of pilot episode, uh, sort of like uh, very sloppingly. So what's it? Sloppingly? Is that a word? Sloppily. It is now. <laughs> sloppingly. Well, you just said it. It is now. Um, can, I, can I do one more thing? 
Oh, yes. I don't think so. Sean has, a, Sean has, has one thing wants to do. Yes, yes, of course. Okay. Um, so I wanted to do a thing. I, do, I buy a song once a day, uh, unless the person's dead, in which case I steal the song. Uh, this, so this week I wanted to <laughs> say the, 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 best song out of the, the best song I bought this week yeah. was from the American Hustle soundtrack. It's a new track by the Electric Light Orchestra. A new song by them? Long Black Road. Yeah, I was really... I thought they changed your name to Gelo. I love ELO. Oh my God! Don't bring me down. Talk about it. Yeah, I know. That's what made me think of it. Funny, the guilty pleasure. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. American Hustle is a good 80s movie. Honestly, guys. Once again, Sean is outside the genre. I have. No, actually. I like saying genre. Well, no, it doesn't. But uh, (laughs) I do. But he did a lot of music. Guilty pleasure. He did a lot of music in the 80s. Thank you, studio audience. (laughs) Uh, I've tried, honestly, (laughs) trying to. to, I keep thinking I'm going to buy all of the Electric Light Orchestra songs, but there's it's never ending. We all can dream. Let's so. <laughs> keep making new songs. <laughs> you should phone them up and just say, listen, can you stop? I, I can't. How can I buy, keep buying your music? So, guys, um, so yes. what did we learn today about oh, 80s Here comes Sean in all seriousness. Um, okay. I've learned Dave, that. Dave, I want to ask you, what did you learn about 80s films this well, week? 80s comedy films. Uh, just, uh, well... <laughs> Well, uh, n- uh, uh, nudity and, and big boobs were uh, quite a... No, just nudity in general. Nudity? So, so much of 80s films revolved around uh, boobs and nudity. And uh, there's actually... Uh, I, I do want to make... It's like uh, nowadays, because women uh, shave their uh, pubes so much, uh, that the you'll, you rarely would you hear in a movie, as you did in Revenge of the Nerds, we got Bush! <laughs> you know, when they install those cameras? Uh-huh. Now, could you imagine, like, they wouldn't... That even just the idea of putting in like 
surveillance, like spy cameras right. in a woman's dorm. That wouldn't be a premise they would do today. No. Um, and <laughs> That's what Even yeah, though right. we would all would. Uh, it, was all, it, was all, it was fine back then. Porky's oh, was, Porky, what was Porky's <laughs> about? It was about oh, keeping American Pie, yeah, it about, American like, Pie did it, but that's, you know. But well, they had to America change, Pie though. Do? They had to change. But they were wrong. They were shown to be like horribly wrong. And, and, and but this what? is the thing. Like, but, you... no, but American Pie did it because. Uh, but like, and also, you notice in American Pie, he ended up being the one getting naked. Like the, the yeah, Jason they've changed character. it around a bit. Right, it's still sexy. Like I think Emma Stone is just as sexy as Phoebe Cates. You know, what? but she's smarter and yeah. it's a better. I gotta character. go watch this Easy A. You gotta check it out, man. Yeah. Now, uh, and also another thing, uh, uh, another great shower scene was uh, in the movie Stripes, an a, a, an eighties comedy that I would like to see it to see if it still holds up. Well, Harold Ramis is a genius, I think. Okay, uh, <laughs> the uh, he is yeah. great director. Yeah, no. He, Mo yeah. Green, Groundhog Day. Come on. Oh, Groundhog Day, definitely. Wasn't that Ivan Reipen or was that Harold Ramis? Harold Ramis. Okay. Um, They're the same person, aren't they? <laughs> he takes Again, his though, off and he's Ivan Reitman, I'm a master of '80s comedies, right? Like, it's amazing <laughs> yeah. how many Canadians are involved in these '80s teen comedies yep. and that, that genre. Yeah, we did some good shit out there. Well, the, well, can I talk about what I learned today? What did you? Uh, did my, hey, Scott. But what did you learn? I mentioned my, the, oh, the, the, the shower scene in Stripes, where um, <laughs> well, Bill Murray, uh, John really Marquette's looking through the uh, his binoculars, and he sees that one woman in the shower, and then Porky's. The whole premise was around yeah. uh, like uh, looking at girls in the shower. It's all yeah. peep shows, Peeping. really. Yeah. It's like a, a loose storyline so that there could be a peep show. Right. Scott. Yes. What did you learn about 80s films this week? Well, I learned a lot about myself, that uh, I think I stopped growing after 80s films. I thought the mantra of partying all day, uh, being funny, and, uh, the, and being around as many boobs as you could would make you successful. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot more work to it than that. You can't just be funny and go, well, Stefan's going to ring any second now. Uh, Until then, I think I really, I really wanted to live in an 80s, like, you know, the party will never stop. I learned a lot about myself today. Actually, it's funny to be to be serious. Therapy. Yeah, it was actually very good. good. Sure. Well, like an '80s film, I think we've learned something. Can I say what I learned? Sean. Yes. What did you learn today? Uh, I think I learned that if you watch the '80s teen films, you can see exactly where political correctness started. Okay. And it, uh, if, when you're at Fast Times at Ridgemont High in private school for girls, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> By the time you get to Drop Dead Fred. It's all Starting, over, everyone. Yeah. The fun is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, a lot of take your dick out of the popcorn, boys. <laughs> There's like a, that's another thing about Ace comedies. It's probably when you watch those movies, they, they were all sort of like, um, I guess, setups to things that you thought were going to happen, or like, oh man, when I get into college or when I get into high, like later on in high school, it's going to yeah. be crazy. Oh and yeah, never the, like the next thing is going to be. Honestly, great. <laughs> I thought. The movie Grease confused me. I really thought that was what was going to happen when I went yeah, to I high school. Yeah, I thought John Travolta had to be straight. That's how it confused me. Uh, now, one of the things, actually, okay, I, we should go over, because I want to bring the people that will eventually listen to this show, or our own friends and stuff on Facebook and such, uh, into the show as well. Um, okay. Sean put out, uh, what is your favorite 80s comedy? We will be just discussing this topic uh, on our premiere episodes of the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Yes. And uh, so this was liked by Kathleen McGee, Wendy Ferb. I can't pronounce her last That's name. That's all right. Well, so as, as, as I recall, Marsha Mason, not Marsha Mason from Drop Dead Fred, oh. but Marsha Mason, the commercial actress in, in Toronto, commercial and TV actress, she said she loved Back to the Future, I believe. And what else did she say? Uh, 
she liked uh, Back to the Future, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yes. which I remember going to see in the theater on Mushrooms, and I hated it because I, it was fucking bullshit. I was just like, there's no way that, like, like Beethoven would just come back and he'd walk around a mall and just perfectly accept this new universe that he's in. <laughs> and I, I just, I couldn't make that leap in my head of just, I was like... It wasn't a was documentary, so it was like, hey, well, check this but out. But my friends thought it was hilarious, and I was just like, this is, it was... And it, it, I felt that way about it must weird have been science. The shrooms, but yes, weird science. I'm like, rock. come on, <laughs> give me a break. Some people feel that weird way. Science about, is real. It's still. Some real people feel that way about Keanu Reeves' uh, career. <laughs> it can't happen. Do you yeah. know that There's Keanu no Reeves has more money than Mick Jagger? How is that possible? It's possible. No way. It's the reality. If you look way. at what they're worth, um, some friends of mine were doing this, where they look up celebrities and what their net worth is. Right. Mick Jagger has less money than. Than Keanu well, that's Reeves. according to the internet, too, though, so you got to be careful. Uh, hey, the internet does not lie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> now. Except lie.com. Now, who's, who's, who's Leanne Linko? Oh, she's a friend from Calgary from the 80s when I went to is high school she, in the is 80s. That? Is she wow. single? <laughs> no, I don't okay, think she Dave. is. Okay, Dave. Dave's already stalking uh, okay. your friends. <laughs> uh, now, now, she said... Uh, <laughs> um, she started talking about sitcoms. So right. I think we should do an we'll episode. We'll do sitcoms sitcom. another time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, someone said, uh, I love the money pit. Oh, that's Tom Hanks again. Funny Shelley Long Car- and Shelley Long. Funny. That's the one I met, and Shelley Long. That's an, a great, that's Does that still hold up, do you think? Yes. I you know it. what? After owning a house, yes. I would say yes, it does hold up. Because yeah. anyone who's owned a house yeah. knows all about what that movie the is The way he about. drives it goes to insanity, and the last thing when he finally sinks through the floor and yes, the carpet gets stuck. the funniest stuck. part of the movie. That's the yeah. best. When that's Tom the, Hanks was great. Yep. Yeah. And when Shelley Long was great. Yep. So uh, your friend Marsha uh, said Ghostbusters, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Back to the Future. Ghostbusters. Times. You know how many times I saw Ghostbusters in the theater? Six. <laughs> probably Eight. about that. Probably about six times. How many times Did I wish really I still had the glow-in-the-dark Ghostbusters t-shirt? How they, had we... the ex- they gave away the exhibition. It was like the ghost oh, yeah. and, and the, the, the no that. sign would glow in the dark. Um, I love that movie. I used to have a glow-in-the-dark grease shirt. Do you think they could do that movie? <laughs> like, is Ghostbusters 3 ever going to happen? I hope not. Well... So Ghostbusters two was there. horrendous. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Right. D- does anyone miss Too Annie Potts? I miss Annie Potts. I thought she was kind of hot. She was great in Pretty in Pink. Designing Women. Yeah. Right. I like Pretty in Pink. She yeah. was great. Then she just oh, did she disappear? She was in a. Sh- I always get her mixed up with uh, Carol, Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Karen, yeah. Carol Kane and uh, right Carol Kane. Yeah, I know. I always get mixed with Karen Kane, the ballet. Yeah. Anyway, Karen. Kane, I like her too. Laka's wife on Taxi. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> triangle tangent. Triangle tangent. There it goes again. Tangent triangle. <whistles> oh, there she walks in there now. Hi, Carol. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite 80s actress? Wait, no, you, what? I, I think we should probably wrap this up. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that after. Mine is and we'll, Kate's. We'll put that on Facebook. That'll be our, we'll put that on our Facebook page, <laughs> uh, what our favorite 80s actress was. How's okay. that? Okay. So follow us Can we just end it with this, though? Who is your favorite 80s actress? Okay. Um, I gotta go Molly Ringwald. I just Dave, Samantha Fox, Samantha Fox. Oh, I guess she wasn't. Well, I don't know. There I were two I, Samantha I, I Foxes. Was, I was. That's his answer for everything. I love Samantha, what time Fox. Is it? Samantha Fox. I have this old copy of High Society magazine. You know the old eighties uh, porn from like eighty five. But and yep. it's Samantha Fox, but she's called Buddy, and it's like a completely bullshit uh, like description of who she is. I did her show at Kingswood in the eighties. Yeah. Yep. I heard she, did she turn into she be, did she turn into a lesbo? No, she's on. She's back on doing something else. I don't know. Like a guy. Like no. I, but I heard that she was like a lesbian. 
You wish. <laughs> I don't. So it takes me out of the picture. Hey, and, and Sean? Phoebe oh, I don't know if I have oh yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. But, we can go on about her again if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the song again. No. We gotta get that clip from that song of the, the coming out of the, the swimming pool. That song. Well, here, why don't we? Uh, we'll end the show right. with uh, the Jackson Brown classic from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nice. Uh, the scene in which uh, Phoebe, K- uh, no, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, has sex uh, with uh, in the pool the, house. The, in the pool house with the guy, and you, hey, this is good iced tea. Of a film. This is good iced tea. The yeah. Earth one, uh, that guy. I hope these so, shorts fit. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, hopefully, we're going to learn a lot from this show, and uh, we will be back next time with uh, a- another episode of uh, the Guilty Pleasures podcast. So, on behalf of myself, Dave Martin, uh, Scott McCrickard, Scott McCrickard, Sugar Jam, and well, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us at what is our Twitter address? At oh god, uh, Guilty. Pleasure, P L E S R pod, P O D. Because there wasn't enough, you can't make it longer. And guilty pleasures is taken. So, pleasure, P L E S R. Maybe we should change that to the guilty pleasures podcast. No, it says that, but the at, it's the at thing, right? Guilty pleasures. At TV, maybe. But you're gonna eventually, you're gonna eventually be able to find us at the guilty pleasures podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook for uh, the Guilty Pleasures podcast. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back next time.